Listener's discretion is advised. Parties over there sitting here on this Sunday edition of Random Stuff. As you can see, it is loud as heck here at the uh, Retreat Center. We're airing this on Friday, but this is supposed to be on Sunday. Literally, it's like a party here. Of course, this is the last Sunday here at Italy. And you can tell, they're having a grand time! Like literally, and you can see it, drinking water, people are hanging out, chilling, dancing, even this little conga line. Literally lots of water here! I can't even speak right now. Literally in the busiest mood ever. Here on the last Sunday of the Italian business tour of random stuff. And this is not as really as a, in a quiet place. It's like the first time I've done it in a, an outside territory. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of chatter here too. But really, this is all originated and orchestrated by the Portuguese Whitehall team. Yes, I said Whitehall because it's youth teams of Our Lady. Of course, it's the, yes, uh, on Thursday it was uh, Brazil and Paraguay, and now today, no, not today, it's Friday. Literally, it's Portugal's day. But today, I'm just resting up for Monday. Literally going to have a little bit of fun. But until then, we're going to take a break. But after this brief ad, we're going to get to hear Dick Vitale's speech. So that was, that was it for this very short monologue because of this busy day. So stay tuned, folks. Closed captioning for this podcast is brought to you by the following. Just a few years ago, I came out with my smash hit clone, Manure. Manure, the new scent by Blake Shelton. And after settling a few Manure lawsuits, I've been on the hunt for a new scent. And thankfully, our new coach, Ariana Grande, inspired me. That's some kind of like nighttime camo. I like it. Nighttime camo should be the name of your cologne. Oh, I like that. In that moment, nighttime camo was born. What is day without the night? Nighttime camo. You can pick up my scent, but you can't see me. It's nighttime camo. 
tonight. I'm on the hunt, and I've got you in my sights. Nighttime camo. Cloak yourself and Shelton. Where am I? Nighttime camo. The aroma that sneaks up on you. Nighttime camo. Made with only the finest ingredients. Wood chips. Organic deer sweat. And just a hint of poison oak. Both silent and deadly. It's nighttime camo. Now you see me. Now you don't. Nighttime camo by me, Blake Shelton. The only fragrance that works as a cologne and an insect repellent. Take that, bug. And by... It's that time of the month. Time for a boozy brunch with your gal pals. So come on down to Girl Grill, the first restaurant for women only. Excuse me, can we see the menus? We don't have menus. At Girl Grill, we make the decisions for you. Cobb salad, chicken parm, salad with all the dressing on this side, and fish tacos for you, lady. Fish tacos are little tacos. Are you menu-splaining to me right now? Maybe just try smiling. Might look a little prettier. Hey, I'm smiling now. Girl Grill has 12 big screen TVs that play nothing but your favorite documentary, The Bachelor. And it's always wine o'clock here because we know women love them some mommy juice. Oh, fun fact. Unlike women, wine gets better with age. And when your meal is done, we add on the tip because we know how hard math can be for you. All right. Will that be cash or your husband's credit card? We don't have husbands. Huh. Shocker. <laughs> Actually, I want to pay personally because I have a tip for you. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Are you kids like a girl? Girl Grill, with over 6,000 locations in Texas, Florida, and wherever your rights are being compromised. Yes, queen. folks now let's get to a little throwback with this throwback segment called throw it back this throw it back segment is where we get to hear the acceptance speech from dick vital on july 20th two weeks ago yes two weeks ago where the 2022 SP took place. Steph Curry hosted. And the this year's Jimmy V Award for Perseverance belonged to Dick Vitale. The same Dick Vitale who introduced and presented Jimmy V with that award. Yes, the same Jimmy V who had that famous quote during his acceptance speech. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Because Jimmy V was fighting cancer. Dick Vitale also fought cancer himself and survived. And John Hamm actually presented that to Dick Vitale. And here is the introduction for John Hamm to bring Dick Vitale to the big stage and make his acceptance speech. 
Here is his introduction. Please welcome this year's recipient of the Jimmy V Award for Perseverance, Dick Vitale. First of all, I want to thank Georgia. He was my driver in 1981. For all you young people thinking about being motivated and inspired, 1981, he's my driver. 1995, a plane is canceled. I'm in the Atlanta airport. I board, grab USA Today, open the sports section. I can't believe what I read. The new president of ESPN, George Bodenheimer. I said, holy shit, that's my, that's my driver. Unbelievable. <laughs> Called him up, left the message, left the message for his secretary, and I said, give me his voicemail. Because he's always moaning, groaning, I'm going nowhere, Dickie V. Anyway, oh yeah, I got a great degree, and all I'm doing is driving you around. It's ridiculous. I'm delivering mail. There was something about him. I knew he was going to make it. I said, George, you're going to make it someday. So I left the message. I said, you're going nowhere, nowhere with your life. What are you doing, man? President, you better not forget me. I want a new five-year contract, baby. I want, to get some, I want to get some cash like Stephen Curry and Draymond and all those guys are getting. Well, he took care of me big time. Love you, George. My guy, Chris Berman. Chris Berman. Chris and I, <clears throat> Chris and I belong to the 1979 club at ESPN. We started in 79, the first year, first year of ESPN. My God, when they had called me up to work at ESPN after I got them Ziggy, got fired in the NBA, they said to me, we want you at ESPN. I said, ESPN? What the hell's ESPN? It sounds like a disease. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, it's been a disease. I've been there for 43 years. But Chris, you are Mr. ESPN. And my guy, John Hamm, I look at you in envy as I sit here. Man, if I had your hair and I had your looks, I'd be a TV star, baby. Thank you, John. God bless, guys. Tonight, I've been in awe. Awe. I'm going to tell Mark who I'm sitting next to from Capital One. I'm in awe when I saw the pieces on Albert Pujols, on Gretchen, on Vitaly. And if you're not in awe, something's wrong. I'm in awe of all the athletes that are here today. The greatness that you possess, the greatness is unbelievable. And you should be so proud. And I think there's one little formula I believe in so much growing up as a kid. I was sitting there and thinking about it, and it really reflects what's in this room. It reflects what you're about, passion. How many times do we hear the word passion today? You couldn't be a star, Aaron 
without passion. Cooper, right down the line, Megan, all you great giants that are here, Draymond, and the great Warriors team, if you didn't have a passion, you take that passion plus pride. I've often said pride in a person is a ability to persevere, to respect all the competition, but fear none. I for intelligence, the ability to make intelligent decisions, not book intelligence, I'm not talking, I'm talking intelligent decisions away from the arena and competition, making intelligent decisions in your personal life. I think about pride, I think about the four Ds, desire, dedication, determination, discipline, a body and mind, the ability to have that drive and a desire at that crucial moment when you have to perform like you did, Cooper, to break my heart as a season ticket holder of the Tampa Bay Bucks. You, Mr. Donald, what you did to my guy, Brady. I cried my eyes out leaving that stadium. I couldn't believe it, the way they came back. And I said, here we go, baby. Uncle Moe's on Tom Brady's side. That means we're winning this, baby. And all of a sudden, you go for like 60 yards, touchdown, and we're brokenhearted. But you see, you accommodate a person with pride, what I call enthusiasm, excitement, and energy. The three E's of life. You have that, you're going to win. Back in March 4th, 1993, I stood here and I introduced at Madison Square Garden at the very first ESPYs, my buddy Jimmy V. If you only had heard Jimmy V the night before, you would never, ever, ever believed or dreamt that he could stand there and give his speech. That's why I stood to the side, as John Hamm said. I stood there because I thought he could simply say thank you and sit down. I called him up that night. The night before at the rehearsal, I said, Jimmy, Jimmy, you can't believe what you're going to do tomorrow night. It's going to be unbelievable, better than I ever thought. I can barely hear his words. Dick, Dick, you think I give a, an award? I'm not going to see my Leanne, my Jamie, my Nicole, my daughters graduate. I'm not going to be able to see them or walk them down the aisle. It's over, man. I'm trying to pick his spirits up. Jimmy, you got to come, man. You gotta come. We came on a plane the next day with Mike Krzyzewski, his wife, Mickey, Jimmy's wife, Pam. Mike tells me the next day they arrive, as they arrive in New York, he said, he's throwing up all over the place, sick as a dog. So now we're in the arena and he's sitting right up front and I try to go grab one of the production assistants and say, you know what, why don't you let him bring a mic to and he could sense something's going on. So he said, come over, man. So I come over, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm gonna make it easy for you. And Jimmy, some choice words. And he told Mike and I sitting there, just get me on that effing stage. Get me on that stage. We got him on that stage. I was mesmerized, blown away as he electrified the nation. And that speech, don't give up, don't ever give up has created what we're here today. We have raised $300 million in his name. Think about that, $300 million. Think about, think about his legacy. His legacy is a true legacy. Oh, he cut the nets down and coaches dream of that. And they won that national championship 
I've said, I've told people, like, there's three major factors that have made the V Foundation jump like they have to become such an incredible, incredible first-class foundation. Because every dollar that's donated goes for research. Because as a member of the board, I can tell you this, we have, ready for this, a $40 million, $40 million endowment that all the administrative costs are paid for. So every dollar when I go out and beg, I'm not going to be on the streets begging the way I do and plead, your money's going to pay this one, pay that one. It all goes where it should go to help people battling that dreaded disease. So Jimmy's, to me, the first thing that gave him the popularity was winning that national championship, beating a great team, great team years before you were Hakeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler, Houston. Nobody gave North Carolina State a shot, but you couldn't tell to Jimmy and his guys. And there they are. And Derek Wittenberg, who does a great job for us on the board, had that survive and advance documentary that's terrific. And there he is, unbelievable. And the job he did was just fantastic. And he threw probably the greatest air ball, the greatest air ball in the history of basketball. And that air ball was caught by Lorenzo Charles, who dunked that sucker, and they won the national title. And Jimmy ran around the court looking for somebody to hug, looking to give some love and get some love. Well, that moment gave him popularity on the national scene. Then you combine that with his great speech, don't give up, don't ever give up. And those two factors were major. And then there was a third factor that elevated the V Foundation. Jimmy's family, his wife Pam, his daughters, all got involved. His brothers, Bobby and Nick, Nick became the head of the V Foundation. For a while there, he did a great, great job. They're telling me to wrap it up. You know what, man? I'm going to do what my guy Jimmy V did. You know what Jimmy V told when he said wrap him up? Giving that speech, he said, Bob, fuck you all, everybody. Huh? Kidding me? My guy, Jimmy, I need a few more minutes. I got the boss over there. He's on my side, Jimmy Pataro, anyway, so I'm okay. But anyway, the bottom line is the V Foundation started to move big time, big time, making $300 million. What a legacy. What a legacy. A legacy that you, in unbelievable, affect so many people battling cancer, and that's what Jimmy's done. Save lives, and he'll go on generation after generation. And that's a great legacy to have. I sit here and I tell you, I, obviously, my case, it's been a tough eight months, a journey that's been tough. And without my beautiful family, my wife, Lorraine, stand up, Lorraine. <laughs> my, my wife, Lorraine was the greatest recruit I ever recruited. Man, she shot me down three times, asked her to dance. You should have seen her. She's good looking now, 51 years ago, man. When she walked in a room, the eyes just went like that. They still do, Lorraine, don't get me wrong. But she, she, she's, she's a Hall of Famer. I'm in like 15 Hall of Fames. I can't run, I can't jump, I can't shoot. I got a body by Linguini, but I'm in 15 Hall of Fames. My wife is truly the Hall of Fame of my family. I want my whole family to stand up. My five grandchildren, my daughters, my grandsons, they're on, they play tennis. 
I play tennis at Duke University. My granddaughter, Sydney, she plays tennis at Notre Dame, and her brother is a lacrosse player at Notre Dame. And then I got the fifth one, who's a high school junior, and Erica, Aaron's beautiful wife, you know her. She's right now rated one of the top junior tennis players in the country, so she should have her choice. But I overheard a conversation one day with them, and they were bragging about their 3.8s and their 3.9s. And I heard that, and I said, hey, that's ridiculous. I was better than you guys, out of 4.0. They said to my wife, I call her Lola, Lola. No way, Papa, had a 4.0. Are you calling me a liar? Had a 4.0. 1.0 was a freshman, 1.0 was a sophomore. Had a 4.0. But, but I, I want to thank them. Caregivers, as a caregiver, they were unbelievable for me. To care of me like you couldn't believe. I want to thank, certainly, unbelievable, the incredible love I got from ESPN. My second family. Incredible. I think of Jimmy Pataro, our boss, treats me like royalty, which is beautiful, as the previous bosses were great as well. But I, I, I think about all my colleagues on and off the air have been so great sending messages, messages. And if you, if you know someone that's battling cancer, extend a message, extend a prayer. So many times I laid in a hospital and it was those messages that picked me up at the darkest moment when it gave me such a lift to say, you know what, I gotta beat this, man. I hear Jimmy's words in my head, don't give up, man, don't give up. I heard my mom, my mother and father were uneducated. Fifth grade education, I had a doctorate of love. And he taught me in his great nation. I lost my eyes as a kid, as you saw in the video. My mother would say, I don't want that, no excuses. Richie, you can be what you wanna be. You can be what you wanna be. And I, I really can't thank from the bottom of my heart all the people at ESPN. I can't thank my medical team. My medical team, Dr. Brown, and all the people at the hospital, Jellison Oncology Center, they were fantastic, fantastic. They treated me tremendously. So special, Dr. Kachera, Dr. Meredith. And then I had my vocal cord problems and I see him sitting there. Dr. Steven Zaitel, stand up, Steven. Steven, it, to me, He's the, he's the Stephen Curry. He's the Stephen Curry of the vocal cords. And if you don't, if you don't believe me, call up Lionel Richie, call up Adele, call up James Taylor, call up Steven Tyler. I mean, it goes on and on. He even took care of the greatest baby ever of all time, one of the famous people of all time when he was living, Muhammad the Champ. He operated on him as well. So I thank you, Stephen. Thank you, because people, I have to tell you this. 72 hours ago, I was in his office in Boston. And I had not spoken for, well, it was a month. He did surgery on me the first time on my vocal cords back in, oh God, that was back in February 15th. Then he did surgery again on June 15th. Incredible, He's, and it's only a month ago. And it takes six to eight weeks to heal. And he told me that office, and he called the president up as well. He said, I'm going to clear him to speak at the ESPYs as long as he follows my instruction. But he needs a few more weeks yet of healing process. I had what's called precancerous dysplasia all over my vocal cords. I love you, buddy, and I thank you so much for making this happen for me today. 
and I keep flashing, please wrap up, and I'm going to wrap up in about three minutes. But the, bo <laughs> but, um, the bottom line is, the bottom line is, I want to thank the college basketball landscape, coaches. Oh, my God. John, Jay Wright, John Calipari. I could go on and on. Mike Bray, Tom Izzo, all these coaches, Rick Pitino, constantly messages us regularly. I mean, and then Rick Barnes at Tennessee would send me a prayer, a prayer every day for four months straight. I would get a prayer, a personal, personal prayer from him. Blew my wife and I away. That love, that love and that caring has me standing here today. And my wife as well, without her support and her caregiving, I wouldn't be here today. I really believe that. But you know what? I am here. And I'm going to, my last thought is very simple. I want to thank the V Foundation, a great job to be on that board, especially Russell, you're going to love it. And so is Sierra, you're going to love it. They're just great, great people. And having you on that board is special and going to be special. But the bottom line is they're people that care. They want to help others. And right now, my dedication and people that know me are kids. No kid or child should be doing chemo and radiation. And I've dedicated myself to the point, as they said, we've raised 55 million, and it's not enough. If you're able and you're financially able, please, I beg you, only four cents out of every dollar in funding goes for pediatrics, and that's a crime. I could name kids here to you. I could name a Peyton Wright. She lost her life. I watched her become blind. I watched her become blind and paralyzed, then ultimately died. I went to the funeral, tore my heart out, watching a mom and dad put their beautiful little girl to rest. I think about Tony Colton. Tony had spirit like you couldn't believe. And Tony, Tony passed away, and I was at his bedside at the hospital when he was terminally ill, seeing those tubes all in him good-looking kid, 16 years old at the time, just broke my heart. And he called me to his bed, and he whispered, because you couldn't barely hear him, he said, Mr. V, Mr. V, please help those kids. Don't let them suffer like me. And I said, Tony, to my last breath, I will beg and plead for dollars. So people out there, go to V.org and make a donation. I think of all beautiful kids' names, Weston Herman, brain cancer. I think of Macari Tarpley, Hodgkin's disease, Colton Corny, I, Corny. They mean nothing to you, but to me they do. They come to my gala every year as the Dick Vitale, all courageous team. Courage, like you cannot believe. So I close with this to you. And I close and I have a message. Jimmy, my man up there, I know in spirit you're up there with Stuart Scott, John Saunders, love those guys, all gone so early. I know you're hosting the little hoops party, John Thompson, you got Roly Massimino, and all you gathering, watching what we're doing, we're thinking about us. And I will tell you this, Jimmy V, my man, we are not gonna stop. Stop chasing the dream of raising dollars in your dream. Jimmy's dream was to beat cancer, and we must do it, because it doesn't discriminate. It comes after all. In fact, I want everybody in this room that knows somebody they love, knows somebody in their family, or maybe themselves,
Let's battle cancer to please stand. Well, take a look at this room. It doesn't matter race, religion. It'll bring it to your knees. There's only one way to beat it, my friends. We gotta raise dollars and give the oncologists a fighting chance. I close by simply saying, keep chasing your dreams, keep chasing your goals. And to me, all of you in this room are special winners in the game of life and what you've done to pursue your goals. And remember, just remember, perseverance plus passion plus pride equals win in the game of life. God bless. Thank you. What an acceptance speech that was from the legendary broadcaster Dick Vital. And now, after this brief ad, we're gonna get to listen to a song, so stay tuned, folks. Oh boy, Ron DeSantis claims to be a conservative, but right now he's acting like a liberal bitch. He's raising taxes on a beloved Florida corporation. Say hello to $50 turkey legs. He's using big government to silence our small family business. I guess it's a socialist world after all. You didn't hear this from me. When Ron DeSantis went into the haunted mansion, this loser straight up shit himself. No joke. He got so scared from a children's ride, he made a big old dookie ride his pants. Huh? Ron DeSantis is the dumbest motherfucker I know. And I'm friends with a guy named Dopey. Ron DeSantis. Wrong for Florida. Wrong for America. Pooped his pants. I'm Mickey Mouse, and I'll cut a bitch. And we back, folks. Now let's get to some song listening. And this time it features Anne-Margaret. Yes, the same Anne-Margaret who co-starred alongside Elvis Presley on a movie called Viva Las Vegas. But Anne-Margaret got to be featured on the closing credits of the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas with the song Viva Las Vegas. But it's not about Las Vegas. It is about a place called Rock Vegas. Yes, the modern Stone Age version of Las Vegas. And here is her performance of Viva Las Vegas called Viva Rock Vegas. It's Anne Margaret, aka Anne Magna Rock. Devil with a lot of love. 
That was Anne Margaret with her rendition of Elvis's Viva Las Vegas called Viva Rock Vegas. Now, if you haven't watched a movie called The Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas, you should. It's a uh, probably not that great as the first one, but hey, it's kind of worth it. But until then, after this brief ad. We're gonna wrap this episode up on this final day of the Italian tour business thingy. So, stay tuned, folks. What is the essence of a cowboy? The aroma of masculinity. Manure, the scent of the open range. Fertilize your senses. Manure. Life is a ride. So giddy up. Manure. I can smell you on my clothes, and only one thing can get rid of you. Manure. 
One spritz will take you to the rodeo. <coughs> I keep my secrets in my boots. Manure. I dream of you, but I can't wrangle you. Manure. Everywhere I go, there I am. Manure! Manure, the new scent by Blake Shelton. Do not wear manure if you're operating heavy machinery or farm equipment. Manure is not safe for use near livestock, small children, or tall adults. Do not spray manure directly on skin. Manure is not available at any store near you and is approved by no one. This ad has been paid for by Blake Shelton. Folks, I enjoyed my time in my Italian stay, but in the next few days after August 9th, I am going to be in the American soil once again. But until then, I'm gonna relax, preparing to fly home, and make a few more episodes before the fall 2022 at Fresno State University. But until then... For the last time in Italy, good night and ciao!